Hi, you're listening to Love in Limbo Land, the dating podcast for millennials. Dating is hard, and we walk you through the experiences we've had, the experiences our guests have had, and what's going on in the world in general when it comes to dating and relationships. And who am I? I'm Tiffany. I wrote my master's thesis on online dating, and I've always been interested in commitment, relationships, and what it takes to find that long-lasting love we all crave. On today's episode, we have Helen, who will be sharing her story of dating a vagina vampire. He told her in the beginning stages of the relationship that she would have to be okay with this fetish or it wouldn't work. So he told me right off the bat that he really liked the taste of bodily fluids. <laughs> Okay, wait, I'm so confused. Okay, <laughs> tell me how you met this guy, who he is, where he came from, because I feel like there's more to the story, especially with him being a vagina vampire. Yeah, girl. So I met him on a dating app. Uh, the chemistry was there, and the hookups started happening pretty quickly. What's pretty quickly, if you don't mind me asking? Like first second date okay pretty quickly which is you know was a little bit fast for me but I just wanted uh, I just let it happen you know Mm -hmm. and um and I think that's part of the reason that I was intrigued is because the hookups were really good Mm -hmm. um but yeah I learned pretty quickly that he told me that he really liked bodily fluids and I the more we got into it he basically said that he was really turned on when women were on their period and he liked blood oh my god i'm I'm uh, i don't even know what to say my gag reflexes are like at an (laughs) all-time high like i just don't understand what that means like so he told you like tell me when you're on your period because what what did he want to do so he wanted to go down on me when I was on my period and this is something that I'd never encountered before so I think I wasn't really sure if it was something that I was comfortable with or if I was okay with but I guess you know when you first start dating somebody you have the crush on them and you kind of are blind to maybe things that could be red flags or stuff that isn't a match literally red flags so good but you know I wanted to I was like okay I'll try and be open to this and see what this is like so um yeah tell f- me about the first encounter like when like you actually experienced it and like what was going in your head when right. he was saying that he wanted to be a part of this experience with you I think I was I was like okay I'm maybe open to this just because you're a really nice person and I'm having fun with you and why not it's not something that I've ever encountered before so how do I know if I am okay with it or not Mm -hmm. right so the first time I was on my period during that relationship I dated him for like a summer okay so three months okay um so the first time I told him and I, he wanted to take my tampon out of my body and I told him, no, like I'll take it out and then like we can proceed from there. Why did he want to take it out? Do you know? Like did, is there something in that experience that he really wanted? He wanted to to put it in his mouth. Oh my God. Stop. 
Okay. No. I feel like also maybe there's like a community out there who's like, Tiffany is so not woke right now. Like, right. This is, is this a thing? thing? I don't know if it's a thing, but I just feel like to me, that's such a personal thing. Yeah. Like the female body. Like, it's yeah, a, it's, to me, it's like, well, now me three years later, I've been on quite a journey since then. And to me now, like that's like a sacred time. And it's mm-hmm. like a very it's a personal space. Yeah. I think I, I wasn't necessarily in that place with myself during this relationship. So I didn't really know who I was or what I yeah. wanted or like what I was okay with. So, um, yeah, he wanted to put it in his mouth. I don't <laughs> but know. I have a question. So before he does all this, did, did you guys have a conversation about being tested about like, you know, being safe or any of that? Or it was just kind of, because you guys weren't exclusive. So, right. Um, I'm wondering for him, did it not, did he not factor that in? To be honest, I can't remember if we had a conversation about okay. that. I don't really, I don't really know if we did. Okay. Um, Cause that's scary. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like for a guy to, it's a little weird. That's blood going into his system. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's very strange. And I'm curious if there are, other guys out there that are like I this mean, or any women who have experienced been, this has been in your body for some time it's it, just gross it's it's, it's all gross did you see it happen or no so i didn't let him put it in his mouth okay. I was like, absolutely not like i'll be right back and i <laughs> went and removed it and then like we hooked up okay but then there was a second time you know, a month or so later, it happened to be my birthday. So it had been a day of having fun with friends and drinking. And, you know, I drank too much and was like asleep pretty early and had some friends stay over and he stayed over that night. And I woke up the next morning and didn't have a tampon in. And I was like, what happened here? Where is it? And kind of looked at him and he looked at me and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, what happened while I was asleep? This right. feels like a, you know, a violation. It is a violation. I'm uncomfortable with it, but yet I was still, I still didn't like, I should have ended the relationship yeah. then. And I look back and I wonder why I didn't. And it's funny because he ended it within a month later because he wanted to be single and like go work right. on himself, which was a blessing because it was clearly not a fit, not a match. Like this wasn't the relationship for me, but the whole experience was just strange. And, yeah. you know, later that year I, you know, went on quite a spiritual journey and just got so much closer to myself. And I look back on this whole experience and wonder like, okay, what was the lesson here? And every experience now I try to find what was the lesson. And I think it was really just, you know, figuring out, okay, what do I, what do I stand for? What Mm -hmm. am I okay with? Mm -hmm. When do I feel like I can use my voice and and say like, okay, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. Um, and yeah, just like moving past that, being more, being self-aware in the sense that I don't want to blind myself to baggage and, right. s- and red flags and stuff that yeah. are clearly showing like, this is not the person I'm supposed to be with anymore, but I have these blinders on because the hookups are good or mm-hmm. he's really cute or mm-hmm. he's nice or whatever. And now I'm just like, 
no bullshit. Right. I mean, you for know? me, it's like I can't even fathom being in that type of situation where like this you wake up and there's a stranger and like he can't explain what happened to your body but Mm -hmm. he's there i mean yeah and like i felt safe with him like i didn't feel like he was a stranger or anything but that whole situation i i look back now and i'm like "Mm, no wouldn't be good with that now and it's just so funny because i haven't seen or talked to this person right. in over three years and all of a sudden now he's like i'm seeing him on social media because he he is a chef and so he was a chef then and you know it was i don't know doing chef things like opening a restaurant and stuff like that yeah um and now he's a celebrity chef and happens to be a celebrity chef for some pretty a-list people and is on their social media and i'm just like oh my god this person like yeah. i know what went down and like went down literally it's clearly something that's like not <laughs> something that he tells everyone no. or anything but it's just somewhat funny yeah because he's still like present well yeah and like once you you know you know something like that about yeah. somebody you can't unknow that right and to just know like this person is kinky in some strange yeah. ways it's just wild it's definitely one of my more interesting dating stories yeah in la for sure that's so i mean i think as long as it's consensual you know whatever Mm -hmm. floats the cup like the two people in its relationship i think like people with like fetishes and things like that should all and it's kind of like how you were saying that person on social media said like I want to be DSM or like on the app said, I want to be DSM relationship. Yeah. Do you want to be like, I think Someone it's completely fine if it's like consensual. It. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, this is what I want. Do you want to be in this? Mm-hmm. If not, like I understand, but I think like those conversations definitely need to be had. Yeah. So knowing all of this and being part of this, do you think you could develop a fetish? Have you developed a fetish? Um, I don't have any fetishes. Um, again, I'm saying like, I'm not somebody who's like closed off to saying that I would never want to experience something that I haven't experienced. So who knows, maybe down the line, there was something that would come up, but Mm -hmm. as of now, I don't have any fetishes and there's nothing that I'm really like seeking in that place. Mm -hmm. And like, also what is defined as a fetish and what is what's a fetish to some person can be completely normal to somebody right. else right so i heard like people who people don't like the word fetish because it implies that it's something it's like negative. taboo yeah. yeah and like not okay when it could just yeah. be a different way of experiencing things right and i think it's just i think i'm i'm open to like exploring my own sexuality and mm-hmm. like what i like and don't like as i think all humans should and just be okay with that but Mm -hmm. I think my biggest lesson was like I didn't use my voice and let this person know like I don't think I am comfortable with Mm -hmm. this and then it happened again and the second time it felt like a violation right so in retrospect like I think it's always I think it's okay to have a fetish but I think it's so good for both of the people in that relationship to have clear communication and 
share their vo- use their voice and really let the other person know where the boundaries are right so, so. if you were in that situation again like mm-hmm. how would you have wanted him mm-hmm. to phrase it to you and how would knowing now everything you've gone through how would you respond in a way that would get your message across that this isn't something you're comfortable with you really like him mm-hmm. and you're open to experimenting something that like makes him happy but like you also like have boundaries around this what would the conversation look like yeah like I think he approached it in an in a normal way and I was fine with the way that he brought it up because he was forward about it wasn't like he sprung it on me um but you know I if it were to happen now I probably still would it still would have been a thing where I would have said you know what okay, if this is something that you're really into, I'm open to seeing like what that's like, but I can't prompt make any promises to you. Mm-hmm. Let's reassess. Right. After this, like let's have another conversation. Um, so and- how, after it happened the first time, did mm-hmm. you ever have a conversation about how you felt about it or you kind of just- I don't think I did. Okay. No, I didn't. Yeah. And I, I wish I would have, I mean, like I said, the relationship wasn't that long, mm-hmm. um, but I probably just should have ended it after yeah. that night of my birthday where I was like, what happened right. last night? And, um, you know, it carried on for like another month or so. That right. was pointless. Yeah. You know, I think it's just a lesson of when you use your voice and set your boundaries, like you don't have to hold on to stuff in your life that isn't serving you. Mm, so true. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a big theme with love and limbo land is like setting those boundaries and intentions but being caught in a situation where like you feel like oh i want to like go with the flow i don't want to be um dramatic or like Mm -hmm. create problems that don't need to be there Mm -hmm. so i think it is a time you know woman empowerment to really speak like speak your truth and say like this is how i feel about this i'm not comfortable with this um and know that the right person and i think the reason why we don't is that we're so afraid like that the right person won't accept us for us when we're so accommodating Mm -hmm. to the guy and we'll accept Mm -hmm. him for all these things right and it's like we need to change that narrative yeah say our wants say our desires and let people know like where the boundary is drawn especially if something feels like a violation right because there were two misses there right i missed i didn't tell him okay i'm uncomfortable with this and then i didn't have a conversation a a serious conversation Mm -hmm. the second time that was like i actually feel violated right it was kind of just like what the hell just happened right that was weird Mm mm-hmm you know yeah i mean i think it's it also goes back to like chris and i and you were talking about how it, with work it's so easy to say these are my boundaries like no i'm not gonna do this mm-hmm. you know this is what i stand for these are my values but it's like when a, another person is involved it becomes a whole other situation right because the ego is there and you just you want to be loved you want to be liked you want to be accepted yeah and so sometimes i think we we hold ourselves back or we stifle our true feelings because we just want that attention or validation from the other person yeah it's true i mean Mm -hmm. i think we have to but that's why i think it's so important to like build that foundation of self-love and self-care so that we're not so easily swayed by, you know, the attention or like the right the person, you know, right. showing us 
fat and thinking like oh my god this might be the only person who like sees me in the way that i want to be seen and we create these narratives in our head at least i do it's all lies yeah it's all lies and the right person should like love you for you and for for like i think also like it shows to guys when we don't speak up that it's okay for them to do that stuff and Mm -hmm. that it's not an issue Mm -hmm. because we don't show that it is and i think like that's why it's our responsibility to like be more like communicate Mm -hmm. when we're uncomfortable because like guys can't read our minds i think it's unfair for us to you know there's some things they should know but it's unfair for other things for us to be like how could you know this made me feel this way exactly and that's where i take responsibility like i didn't have those conversations about how i was feeling and i i totally respect that like he has this thing that he's into and i hope that he can find somebody Mm -hmm. who loves it just as much as he He loves it like it wasn't me but like so i don't like fault him for any of that like i it was more like me beating myself up that like i didn't know where my boundaries were drawn and i didn't know like when i was supposed to really share my true feelings so that was the lesson there so if another blood fetish guy popped into your life would you be open to it would you like no no, no that's, you would I say think that no. Was the lesson, like that, is just something that is a no. You would just. It was just. It just felt unsanitary. Right. Yeah. If he told you, okay, so if someone told you about their fetish, mm-hmm. um, and like, let's say the the BDSM one. Oh, let, yeah. Can I we met role a BDSM play that? Guy like, on Bumble. Yeah. Let's role play that. Like, say I'm the BDSM guy, uh-huh. and I'm like, hey. I got to be up front. Like I'm really into BDSM. I want yeah. someone who's submissive and yeah. I want to be dominant. Yeah. Like, and you've never had any experience with that. Right. And he's telling, he's like, would you be interested in this? Like he's putting himself out there and telling you what he, he well, wants. Well, he literally did that yeah. on, on Bumble Messenger. This guy told me that he was very forward and told me that's what he's into. He's looking for somebody who's into it too. Am I into that? And I told him point blank, like, that's never been something that I've experienced. And again, I'm not going to, uh, you know, decide something that I am against something if I haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if that's something that I would enjoy or not. I may really, like, really yeah, like it. Who right. knows? I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah. And that was the conversation. And, he was very serious about it and said, I'm looking for somebody who's very, who's committed to this mm-hmm. and he didn't want a rookie. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting that like he puts it out there. Yeah. And I was like, there even, should be an app for this. Yeah. Or is it even, I'm sure there is. There I'm sure there be. is. But I, th- I think it's interesting that he put it out there. Mm-hmm. knowing that like you might not have any experience like he didn't even want someone that's not interested he should probably have that in his bio somewhere that like Maybe. i'm specifically looking yeah. for this yeah. because the right person would all obviously right. like gravitate well look that. and i think with both of these situations like the thing is like i respect people who are very clear on what they want they know mm-hmm. what they want and they're forward with it and they're going to put it out there and they don't really want to be with somebody who doesn't align with that. And I really do respect that. And for me, it, it it has definitely shown me or been a a mirror for me to say, okay, what do I actually want? Right. Right. Like I need to be more deliberate in like the type of relationship that I want to attract 
the type of person that I want to attract, right. the type of person that I want to be in a relationship. And like, how can I be so specific on that, that I can then manifest it into my life? Because right. I think when we're not clear on what our true desires are, then we're just going to attract a bunch of confusion into our lives so true so then what is it that you want Mm -hmm. right now what are you looking for if i can i put you on the spot like thing i think i need to i still need to get really clear on what that is three years have passed since the vagina vampire and i still haven't been in a relationship i haven't been in a serious relationship in over five years now and it's the one area of my life that i am now very aware that like i haven't been specific in letting the universe know exactly what I want and I feel like that's something that I'm ready to actually get clear on now and really start to work to manifest but yeah Yeah. I need to go do some journaling girl I love (laughs) that yeah I think it's so important like with our other areas of our lives like our jobs our careers Mm -hmm. it's so you can like easily write down what you want it's like Mm -hmm. it's in your gut like you know like Mm -hmm. what will make you happy but like with relationships you may know you may think you want something Mm -hmm. and then you like date that person you're like actually that's not necessary that may be what I want but it's not what I need yeah right so and then I think I'm at a point now where it's not necessarily about like someone checking off all these boxes of this is what they look like this is what they do all these outward things but really just getting clear on what are the feelings that I want to feel in a relationship and what are the feelings that like I you know that I what do I want to give mm-hmm. more than like, what do I want to receive? Mm. I think is the huge part of it yes. because when you can really start to realize, like I think so many women feel like they deserve all of this stuff mm-hmm. just because they're a woman or yeah. whatever, but it's like, you kind of have it backwards. Like yeah. what are you going to contribute? Oh, I love that. It's so true. I mean, what am I going to contribute? I think my contribution, I don't know, like what you just said about like how that person makes you feel. Mm -hmm. I think like that is a contribution that like both of you can give each other. And that's like, I want the other person to like feel happy and light and like, laugh and mm-hmm. feel like rather than me like weighing them down or putting more pressure on them which I, I definitely think I have done in the past and I realize it now like I put so much pressure on this other person to be like what my expectations are of them when it's like I wouldn't want someone to do that to me yeah you know like I want that and but that the reason why is and i'm realizing this is because for me like i forgot that i wanted someone to make me laugh and to like be the happiness and lightness Mm -hmm. in my life because i was expecting that what they wanted from me was also this like perfect person Mm -hmm. who has the the great job and who like literally i made myself into the man that i wanted to date Mm -hmm or thought that I wanted and then I realized that like actually like that person doesn't make me feel anything yeah like it's just all a persona but it's not doesn't make me happy doesn't make me laugh like 
right all those outside factors like yeah it does show things about them like it shows that they're persistent and passionate if they are doing something that they really love and you know which i was doing but Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day i wasn't even looking at that i wasn't even looking at if they're passionate i'm like okay they have this situation in their life Mm -hmm. great you know Mm -hmm. they're stable stable like i was just looking for this sense of stability because my life was so chaotic um and all over the place and so like i didn't even i just wanted the stability before i could even get to the place of laughing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. this is sad no but like i think that's the reality is like um I like had lost that with like all the other parts of my life and everything was in limbo, love and limbo land that like I just wanted something dependable and stable so that I could find the happiness and lightness and all the other things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like the thing was like that guy, they want the happiness and lightness too. And why am I having them be the anchor while I float away and do all these other things. And also dependability and stability doesn't equate to happiness. And it's not forever. Yeah. You know, like everything is temporary, right? So they might be that stability for you now, Mm -hmm. but like, who knows? Well, I think you you really have to learn to create that stuff for yourself. You have to find the happiness and the fulfillment within yourself before you can really, you know, attract the right person that's going to also make you feel those things and that's with anything like you want to feel you want to ha- experience more love in your life you need right. to love yourself like, yeah you want to ha- experience more fun in your life go have fun yeah with yourself and it's the same thing uh, like i said so like true you give or you get what you put out yeah so if you're so focused on like i want all of these things that i feel like i deserve and expect mm-hmm. it's like like I said, what are you giving? Right. Like put that stuff, give that stuff to the other person. Yeah. And then s- you'll see it. Right. Come back Cause I wasn't you. even giving that stuff to the other person. It's like, I was just and holding on to it. it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was holding on to it. Like I was holding on to like doing well in my job and like having like the support of my friends and family. But like, I wasn't even sharing that with the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I expected him to like share his friends with me, you know, share his like work life with me, share, you know, all the yeah. other things where I was like, I want to have this, but I was like greedily holding it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that comes from like the scarcity mindset of like never having enough and right. always wanting more and just like knowing that it's an abundant world and yeah. you can like manifest anything that you want yeah. but it's so hard when you're when you have like all these narratives like as we were talking growing mm-hmm. up where it's like all like even like i think about my parents and like them coming from like another country and so like they were just constantly looking for that stability that the other stuff didn't even come into play because it's just like how do we get to a place where we're like supporting ourselves and our children and are like um creating the best life we can for them Mm -hmm. um and like it's all about like Mm self-sacrifice and like getting to the point of like stability but I think because of that, I like never thought about those other things that That's like been programmed that, into you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like the like uh, the American culture is very like free and like love and happy. Like very much stresses happiness and all that stuff. And for mm-hmm. me, it was so, and it still is so hard. Like breaking away from the things that like I think like will give me value if I have them. Um, mm-hmm like a job or you know like which is ironic because i think a lot of americans actually are not happy right 
and they have all the things. Yeah. So, yeah. But once you have self-awareness of those, those programs that are programmed into yeah. you, like at a subconscious level from your yeah. childhood, you're able to release them. You yeah. get to decide, do I want to make this my story or is this someone else's story? Yeah. That's not your story. And so someone else was telling me that too. Like I remember when I was like, uh, I'm so like scared about doing this move. Like how about if I don't find anything better? And then they're like, Tiffany, in this vertical that you're talking about, have you ever had a problem? Right. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, but other people, I've seen other people have huge problems with this. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but have you ever had a problem with this? And I'm like, no. And they're like, stop making other people's story your story. It's yeah. not your story. But it's so easy to like compare. Comparison is a thief of joy. You know, it's so easy to look at other people who are struggling with something that you're not struggling with and think, but that could be me. I could struggle with this. Yeah. When it's like, why don't you just focus on the things that like, like be calm and knowing that you don't have to struggle with this and work on the things that like are a little bit more challenging for you. Mm -hmm. And like, instead of saying like, why is it so easy for other people to have, you know, to find love or whatever, like don't focus on their, you don't know what else is going on in their life. And I think right. we're so like, we pick on the thing that like resonates with us like the most deeply. And we like, like create a house in that. Or like we create a home in that like thought. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Get oh, out. I love that. Yeah, That's so true. And it's like, don't do that. Why are you doing that? Like, no mm. one invited you to this party. Yet mm. you're like creating a pity party for yourself and wondering why like no one wants to like hang out. You yeah. know, so yeah, it's so much self awareness. Yeah, so much. I mean, and it comes from having these conversations yeah. because you think like it's all you. You think like you're the only one experiencing it. But like I have a feeling once you release this episode, so many like vagina vampire victims will Yeah. <laughs> will come out now and I'll come forward. I think like, I wanna know that I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, I think like <laughs> so many people will share their stories because um, I think we live in a world where people like keep these things to themselves because they're scared about like how other people will react or like mm -hmm. even like how they'll saying it out loud, how they'll feel about it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think that when you do share these experiences, people like can feel united and it's like the connections and the relationships you have with people that like transcend any other thing you can like build in this life. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what I love about this love it yay well thank you so much for being on this podcast thank you for having me bye guys thanks for listening to love and limbo land for more to connect with us hit us up on twitter at love and limbo land and we also have a facebook page now so make sure to go to our facebook page click like for all the updates on love and limbo land and give us suggestions for new topics and ideas that you want us to cover and then don't forget if you want the super exclusive secret stuff that no one else gets to join our exclusive facebook page it's private so you gotta get the check from us but you know if we like you we'll, we'll pitch in so make sure you go there like us on facebook add the group and let's have some combos